three-round discussion with a 20-minute time. Introducing first from a Zoom call in Columbia, South Carolina, Matthew, aka the Unbreakable Spirit, and his opponent from a Zoom call in Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel, aka the Executioner. Take it away, Matthew. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone. This is the 56th episode of Allies with the Unbreakable Spirit and the Executioner named Joe Travis. (laughs) I am the Unbreakable Spirit. He sort of introduced himself at the same time I did. Yeah, that's that's a first. And we got three topics. We're going to run through them real quick. Topic number one. Numero uno is WWE can't decide on a name for me again. And number two. Andrade potentially leaving of Elite Wrestling. And number three. The Survivor Series War Games Prediction Battle. Let's jump in. That's number three. Yes. So, so, what is going on with Mia Yim's name? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Timer? Uh, I already started it. Good. Hey, um, man, let's not jinx it, buddy. <laughs> All right, guess. So, allow me to explain the situation. Mia Yim recently returned to WWE to be a part of the OC, which is awesome. We yeah. finally have an equalizer for Rhea Ripley. Huzzah. Yeah. She originally returned with the nickname of uh, Jimmy. Minch, Minchi something. Jimmy. I don't know. Something that translates to great to crazy. I don't think it's a Shit. good idea calling no. Keith Lee's wife crazy. No, 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 no. It was Chimmy, and it's and according to her because I saw a little interview on TikTok about this. That she, it was it's because it is a nickname that her and her mother that her mother and her sister call her. Okay, so it's a family thing. Yeah, it's a family thing. Family calls are crazy. Pretty much. Anyway, that was later changed. Official WWE ring name on WWE.com. And then it was changed back. And then it was changed back. Yeah, uh, me and you even said that, you know, she's like, hey, with all this, with all this backlash, she's like, hey, it's a way to pay homage because apparently she is half African American and half Asian. Yeah, uh, my honest thoughts are like, I, I will say, like, um, with me, him is back in WWE. That is um, very interesting, and I will say, 
I honestly thought that um that with her being back, I thought it would lead to some. I thought she wouldn't be a part of the uh, women's war games. I thought that it would lead, honestly, to some sort of stipulation match between her and uh, Rhea Ripley at Survivor Series, honestly. Well, we're kind of getting that. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Uh, but, uh, to be honest, like... yeah. I, I'm not really sure how I feel about her, uh, her current nickname where she's called Crazy. Even though it's I, I, I prefer when she's called the HBIC. I mean, like, quite honestly, like, I, you know, this is just me like shooting straight with everybody here. Is that like, for me, like, yeah, I can kind of see why it's a big deal, but it's just like. It's not like it's not the worst thing she could have called. It could have been much, much worse. It could have yeah, been but her good. original nickname, if WWE were using it correctly, would be head bitch in charge. That's what HBIC stands for. <laughs> yes, but WWE being PG has it be head baddie in charge. Oh. Uh, and, and I will say is that, like, my honest thoughts on Mia Yim's uh, nickname is, well, I can see why people are like, oh, no, it's a, it's a massive, like, it's a massive fucking big deal. In my opinion, like, it's not, like, the worst thing that WWE has done. I mean, come on. It's not like the it's not like her, it's not like, you know, they completely repackaged her. I mean, like, it's literally just, like, it's just the same character, just with a different name. It's not that big and of a deal. I, I will agree with you with that, because WWE has been known to do that with the past, in the past. I mean, shit. Take Theory, for example. He was just called Theory, but with the the, the, the same character. And, and, he wanted, and he wanted to keep that name, but he's now been referred back to Austin Theory. I mean... An even better example I can think of is Matt Riddle. They took his first name and just left him with as Riddle. I mean, yeah. And then it didn't really, like, it didn't really bother me about that, honestly. That dude was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, they also did the same with Apollo Cruz taking away his last name, except for that one, they had a legitimate reason. Oh, yeah, that was because of uh, one of the mass shootings that happened has the guy had the name of Apollo, I think. Then they were taking Apollo away, not Cruz. Uh, or the guy's last name was Cruz, I don't remember. Yeah, we don't like to think about that depressing type of stuff. Especially in the 2020s. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I will say uh, my honest thoughts on like, the thoughts is like, look, well, I can see why that is like a very, by people, you know, kind of overreacted. Like another example of, you know, like take Choppa, for example. He was just called Choppa, just the same character, just just go chopper. That's it. Yeah. 
Nothing really and, I, and I believe he's still going just by Trump. I don't know if Tommaso has been brought back. No. But, um... Lovely. No, but, um... This is kind of random. I, just, I mean, I know we go off topic a lot, but uh, did anyone else notice that Johnny Gargano had a kind of a different theme song? Did he? Yeah. I didn't notice. But then again, I I was more focused on eating food. Yeah. I but the timer just went off. We'll be right back with topic number two. Hey, now, baby. Topic two. Possibly leaving A E W. That's very interesting. Does it mean he's gonna go back to WWE? Uh-huh. Probably not. Um, according to the report I read on the uh, ringside news, that he posted a picture of him holding. That very cool-looking black mask that he wore in AEW about him saying about about him leaving the country. Because I'm from Australia. I I, I don't mean to sound rude at AEW, but I quite frankly don't really give a fuck. But um, they... When do you ever give a fuck? Fair enough. But they honestly fucking... Wasted uh Jordi Elidolo's talents. Yeah. I mean you pair him up with Vicky fucking Guerrero, which was I thought a perfect choice, and then you do nothing. The nothing. only thing he in AEW is Take over Matt Hardy's faction. Bravo! Bravo! I mean, like, hell, at least when this guy was in WWE, at least he actually did shit. Won the U.S. title. Won the, won the NXT championship. But, I, I mean, like, like, my honest thoughts are, like, is Andrade Alito, like, should Andrade Alito go back to WWE? I honestly think, I mean, I think with the success he's had in WWE, and especially with Triple H being in charge of creative, I think that he would actually be have a successful run in WWE. We actually did talk about this a little bit without the mic and not even on the podcast. Uh, On the phone, literally last night, and for the record people, this is being recorded before Thursday, so we don't record on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't. And we mentioned that Zelina Vega is currently... You you can you actually had a good idea that now that I thought about it of Santos Escobar and Andrade I guess just Andrade co-reading the Gato del Fantasma. I mean uh, I guess because I guess it wouldn't be called it just be called uh you know I guess they could just have him going back to uh 
to his, you know, WWE character. What was it? Andrade uh, Escobar? No, it, it, it was originally Andrade Cien Almas. Oh, yeah. Then they took away the Cien Almas part. Yeah, because let me just put you guys a picture. You could, I think, if you want um, him, if you want Andrade to uh, come back to WWE, you could have, like, this whole storyline where, um, I don't know, so, you know, where Andrade and Selena are involved in, I don't know, like, a heated rivalry with, uh, what was the, with, I don't know, the Brawling Brutes. Hmm. Or, um, or, uh, or something I have else. an alternative idea, if you're willing to hear it. Shoot. Since Selena Vega is busy with her managerial talents and assets, take that as you will, elsewhere, pair Andrade with his real-life wife, Charlotte Flair, and have a power... Oh, wait, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Have Andrade paired with his real-life wife, Charlotte Flair, and have a power couple. I (laughs) mean... Um, that is an honest, good, and very interesting idea, and I, because, and I'll even uh, admit, my, just said may have a bit of a problem. And what that? I am worried that the. That storyline may have the same problem with the Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans thing. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So maybe not do that. Okay, because I will say if I try, like, well, I'm trying to go to CML or maybe Impact or AAA. Or Triple A or any or Triple A is the WWE of uh, Mexico, right? Or is that CML? I think it's honestly it could be both. For all I know, this this shows people that we don't watch Lucha Libre because we don't know what channel it's on. No, but I will say, if you know, um. I will say another thing you could do is if Andrade return, come back to WWE and have, you know, don't have him immediately join uh, Legado del Fantasma. Have, you know, have him be forced to join it, but have Andrade and Santos Escobar but heads, but heads, and if like if he loses, he's forced to join. You know, if like I don't know, like I have like you know, if if Andrade wins, he leads. But if but if Santos Escobar wins, is that we have to co-lead this group or something? I don't yeah. know. Well, I I don't see how 
Child leading would be a bad thing, but here's another idea. Fire. Have Andrade return to WWE, but use it as a catalyst to call Electra Lopez up to the main roster. The only member of Legado del Fantasma that got left behind in NXT despite the fact that she left the arena with Legato del Fantasma. Okay, so wait, 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 here's an idea. Have her be Andrade's manager, and then have that be, like, the whole storyline. Yeah, then... like, it's like a manager swap. Andrade was originally managed by Zelina Vega. And Santos eventually got managed by Electra Lopez. They literally just swapped managers. And it should be like, you you stole the woman, the muy caliente woman that brought me so much success. So now I'm going to steal the woman that, that garnered you success. I mean, because don't, I mean, because... Don't get me wrong, like, Andrade, like, I will admit, though, the only thing Andrade honestly accomplished in NXT was being the Cruiserweight Champion and being the undisputed Cruiserweight Champion, which, don't get me wrong, that is still a hell of an accomplishment to have. Wait, Andrade, Andrade or Santos? Oh, excuse me, Santos. Oh, don't get me wrong, well, Santos, you know, was a former cruiserweight champion. I will admit, I am honestly surprised he didn't win the NXT title. But anyway, yeah, I, I was about to say, pump yeah. the brakes, dude. Andrade was never cruiserweight yeah, okay, champion. Okay, okay, he okay. was NXT yeah. champion and okay. NXT North America, yeah, okay. I believe. No. Just yeah, NXT? Pump, okay. Yeah, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Topic three. Yeah, we'll be right back with the prediction battle. Let's just go with that. We're back with the topic, which is the WWE Survivor Series War Games prediction. Now, to let you know how recent the article that I found from Bleach Reporter is for this review, the article is literally two days old. As of this recording. Oh, God. All right, let's jump in. All right, Matthew. First match. The first match. Right. All right. So, the, the first match in this article is the SmackDown Women's title match between Shotzi, which is a name I'm surprised we didn't mention in topic number one, versus Rowdy Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And don't forget, Ronda also has Shayna Baszler. Yeah, which they formed a pretty dangerous team. Yeah. My honest thoughts on this is, uh, um, I'm gonna go with Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Ronda. Bleh. I'm gonna go with Ronda Rousey. Rowdy. <laughs> I'm gonna go. With, yeah. Robin, oh, that, that, that's an awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, 
uh, and my reason for that is because a Rondo's currently on this sort of heel run, I think. As like the I mean, W, the the fans believe that Liv Morgan is a heel. Yeah. Um. And my honest thoughts with her having Shayna Baszler in her corner is a bad thing because um, all Shayna, will, all Ronda Rousey would need to do is uh, distract the referee, and then Ronda and then Shayna could just beat the shit out of her. I mean, Shotzi's kind of got an ally in Raquel Rodriguez. Um, yeah. For what reason? No reason. Yeah, that's a great idea. Like, oh, yeah, I'm an alliance to Jordan. Why? No reason. Okay. What? Like, okay. If you're going to have someone be alliance with someone... Can you have someone that's being alive? Well, I, I think it might be because they took out my tag team partner, Aaliyah, and I want blood. Okay. If she said that, that would be a valid reason. But if, they, if you just, like, don't explain shit, that doesn't explain shit. Moving on. I choose Ronda Rousey. As I, as I sort of thought in my head. The next one is the leader of the O.C., the phenomenal AJ Styles versus the leader of oh, Judgment you. Day, Finn Balor. No, I will say, with the amount of history, like not just in WWE, but like in general, that these two men have, yeah, you know, with how long this feud has going, honestly, I am surprised this is a normal. One on one match, and hell, to be honest, I kind of thought that AJ Styles would have a War Games team of his own to take on Judgment Day, honestly. Well, if they had a mixed War Games match, I would agree with you. That would be kind of interesting, honestly. Yeah, but since the playing field is actually even, thanks to the woman we talked about in topic number one. Yeah. I think, since it's an even playing field, I'm going with the phenomenal AJ Styles. All right, and I'm going with Finn Balor. And I also believe that, because we haven't seen Edge in a while, but I, I'm wondering, and this is an honest thought here, is Edge going to return and still be in a feud with Judgment Day? Honestly, isn't he out with, like, an injury or something? I don't know. Edge always seems to get injured, come back, get injured, come back, get injured, come back, get injured, come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, next match, which I'm excited to predict. All right, what is the match? It is the women's war games. Yeah. We, all right, team number one. Team Bianca Belair. Which consists of the EST. Obviously. Obviously. Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Mia Yim, and, and a mystery person who we are going to find out. Maybe. 
We're, we're going to have... They said they're going to reveal it on SmackDown. Uh, we are going to find out the day this episode releases. Versus... Yeah. Damage Control, Nick Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai with Mm -hmm. Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. Now, I will say, um, they've actually, okay, I will say Damage Control has a pretty interesting team because you got a person that's all about hurting people. In Nikki Cross, and you got a person that has since turning heel, uh, <coughs> since turning heel, has been on a bit of a destructive warpath. Yeah. Yeah. In Ronda Rousey, because literally she has just been. Uh, beating... She's not in the War Games match. What did I say? I said damage control. Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. Oh, I said Ronda. Yeah, Ronda was the first match we predicted, dude. <laughs> My bad. Um, I will say, uh, with them having Ronda Rousey in her corner since Ronda has turned heel, she has been on a completely different level. Like, nobody's been able to touch her sort of thing. And I'm going to go with Team Damage Control. Shocker. I, I was going to go with Team Bianca anyways, but I if I were booking this, one, I, I would just get rid of the extra members, and I would have it be a winner-take-all Raw Women's Championship and yeah. Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Why? Why? Just to make it more interesting. Okay, and I will admit though, but um, and this is something that uh, that is puzzling me. And honestly, is like is uh, Alexa Bliss going to stay loyal to that team? Because in case you forgot, there was a time on Raw like a couple weeks ago where there was a random thing for Bray Wyatt, and I've I've often noticed. That when she's entering the ring with that team, like she's a little bit separate from the team on the ring, like when they're making their when they're like on the ring apron. I've often wondered that if is true. I've often wondered if something with Wyatt is going to happen with that. Just a thought. Yeah, but I will also say we don't know who the final member of Team Bianca is at this time. It could be no. Becky Lynch for all we know. I mean, it does make very, very much sense considering the storyline perspective, damage control to take her out. Yeah. In storyline. And unfortunately, we are on the final match of this prediction because uh, currently there are only four matches on the card. Because they didn't update for the U.S. title match. Oh, yeah. Uh, We should probably predict that one. Yeah, let's do that. So, we got Seth A.K. Rollins versus a very new and aggressive Austin Theory versus 
Bobby Lashley, who has just been on a warpath of hurting people. I am going to do the smart thing and avoid this being all babyface versus heel predictions. Because that's what we've done so far. And last time that happened, we ended in a tie. Mm. And we don't know if there's a kickoff. And I don't want to do a coin flip because I suck at those in this. Yeah. I am going team, or no, not team. I'm going the drip. God. Seth. Freaking. Rollins. Now that I think about it, may have had a face turn. Damn it. Okay, my like I'm just gonna say what I'm thinking is, and I I want to ask you this honest question: What is your thoughts on Theory's attitude change since losing the money in the bank? Oh, boo hoo! Suck it up, suck it up, you no, loser! No, I know, I I mean like not that. I mean like the fact like I mean like his new aggressive side since losing. Maybe I'll stop taking selfies with the boy beats. That's what I, yeah. I mean, I will say, if this is because, and I will say, I thought Theory, you know, Theory cashing in, and this is kind of random, but Theory cashing in his money in the bank does kind of elevate the U.S. title, and also, it honestly kind of, with him, we thought was going to cash in the NXT title on how we'd have it. It does kind of make the NXT, the money in the bank, a lot more unpredictable. Yeah. And I will say, I do kind of like his new aggressive attitude, but my pick is the almighty. So, so no go. one believes in theory, despite you singing his praises. Yep. Honestly, I don't blame you. Next. Next is what is definitely going to prevent the bloodline versus the brawling brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens in which oh, war game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of obvious. But I will say. And before we actually say, um, it is going to be kind of interesting with one team having Sami Zayn and one team having Kevin Owens because I don't know if Sami's going to portray the bloodline in that match. I, I doubt it since he's an honorary Ooze or whatever. Yeah, he is. But, um, okay. And My honestly, honest... Sammy has been doing really great work try, as part of the Bloodline. <laughs> even, make, even making every member of the Bloodline break character by saying, uh, I think it was Jay Uso hasn't been feeling very Usi as of late. Yeah, okay, because I don't know if anyone even noticed this, but when he said that, Jay was just like, like, trying to stay in character, stay in character. Then what he just said. Jimmy that. was also trying to stay in character. Roman broke character, and we didn't see Solo, but apparently he also broke character. We don't know about Heyman. 
I think he's got everyone to break character except for Heyman. Because <laughs> Heyman is a pro. Oh, and I just realized something. What? We forgot to mention the quote-unquote punishment for this before uh, we started the prediction. Go ahead. Now, we're not having a traditional movie punishment because that would be kind of silly. Instead, and I would actually like to make this a regular thing, mm. the winner gets the first pick at the next prediction battle, which will be NXT Deadline. Yes. Hey, I actually got it right. Yay. Uh, and I will say, my honest thoughts on this match is, um, well... Well, don't get me wrong. With people like Sheamus and people like McIntyre, the um, team Brutes, I guess I would have called them. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like they have a chance of winning this War Games match. But, but then you remember they're facing our tribal chief who is in God mode. Yeah. And his other family. And then there's Sami Zayn. Yeah, but because, like, I'm just thinking about this more, like, because think about this. Like, you're going to put the tribal chief in a match along with him. Uh, you're going to put the tribal chief in a match where he can literally do anything, any means necessary to win, as well as Sokoa who has barely worn passes being called up, the Usos, who have just been absolutely fucking killing it this year, and then Sammy, who has just been great. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, the this may be a hot take, but Sammy Zayn is currently the funniest person on WWE television. I am going with the bloodline. Shocker, I kind of guessed that already. Yeah, and I will say is that, um, don't forget, we don't know which team is getting the advantage because this Friday we got the Usos versus McIntyre and Sheamus. Yeah. Winner team gets advantage instead of it being a ladder match, which I'm, which is different. Yeah, because WWE doesn't know what the word continuity means. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also want to say, um, is that um, I feel like I feel like um. And this is just something I think that they should do for uh, for the war games on the main roster. Is I think that they should um, instead of having the people come in and bring weapons, I think that they should just have a bunch of random weapons just scattered all over the all over war games. So basically, you want it to be an impact wrestling lethal lockdown. Yes, but I mean, I I get if they want to bring it. Um, uh, Weapons, like you know, keep a cut. Keep, yeah, but a, I, I will say, if they do add a roof to it, we won't be able to have that insane spot where someone jumps, jumps off the cage, knocking everyone down. Even if they 
don't get hit by dominoes. Yeah, uh, and Matthew chose uh, the use button. Because I didn't have a choice. No, no, and we will say we don't fucking know if WWE is going to add any more matches because, like, I'm going to shoot straight as that. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh, and by the way, I did watch the movie. I liked it. That's surprising. I was supposed to pick a bad movie for you. Damn it. (laughs) I mean, like, don't get me wrong. And I also want to say is that I think whoever, you know, yeah, all right. And I think what Travis is trying to say is if there are any other matches added to the card, I will post my suggest my picks on our Twitter at AT underscore odds underscore podcast. Or or yeah, all right, roll that outro. Goodbye. We'll see you go here next week. Roll that outro. Thank you for listening to Add Odds, hosted by the Unbreakable Spirit and the Executioner. Edited by the Unbreakable Spirit. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MTS underscore life underscore zero one two six. You can follow me on Instagram at DanTravis21. And you can also follow me on the Twitter at DanTheExecutioner21. And you can follow the podcast at Adults Podcast. We'll be back next week with more debates and discussions. But until then, the Executioner and the Unbreakable Spirit will still be at odds. Thank you, losers.